Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of another film podcast. My name is Tierney. My name is Colin. My name is Matt. Oh. <laughs> Go on. again. Mm-hmm. Tell us more. Uh, no, that's, yeah, it was a discovery that I just made. <laughs> <laughs> Moments of self-discovery. Uh, we're back for another episode. Again. <laughs> again. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> Still doing uh, This week we are doing my pick for the first week of our new mini festival run. Uh, and I chose the movie Fast Color, uh, which is currently streaming on Hulu. And it came out in 2007? It, pre- it premiered at South by Southwest in 2018, but it wasn't actually released until 2019. Oh, it's very new. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I don't have a ton of relationship with the movie besides uh, I've heard of the title. It's a superhero movie-ish. <laughs> I think uh, I was going to say, I think the ish is pretty... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. We, like need to, we need to hit that ish pretty hard because it was also described to me as a superhero movie and as I was watching it I mean there's a line where she literally says we're not superheroes so. right right, right. <laughs> uh, but it's it's I, I've got like a lot of references to other movies that this movie reminded me of uh, which we could talk through but um, yeah this was my first time watching it and uh yeah very easy to access on hulu and uh i wanted to see what it was about so that's about why i picked it um none of us had seen this before right no no has had you has this like been on your radar at all Tierney? no never even heard of it not even a little bit not even (laughs) one time So this has been on my radar since 2018 um, because the Chicago uh, Film Critics Association, they do their film festival every year at the Music Box in May. And it's like it's fully curated by the Chicago Film Critics. And it's basically they just pull movies that they saw at Sundance or South by and they premiere them in by. Is that what people call it as a nickname? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I'd never heard that before. Does anyone say SXSW? <laughs> Probably SX- not. Do you? Do you say I just did and it was hard. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, if you're abbreviate, if you're, like, online, like, if you're tweeting or, you know, writing a blog post about it, it's the S X S W. But like yeah, if just, you're if you're verbalizing it and you don't want to say South by Southwest. I think it's South actually by. pronounced South B. South B. <laughs> South B. <laughs> South B. South like, like, like the auction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but anyway, so they, they curate this film festival and uh, it always takes place in May in Chicago and it's usually like the first chance you get to see a lot of those festival movies um, in the Chicagoland area if you you know don't go to those either of those festivals. So it's been on my list or you know since then. 
Uh, but I missed it at their film festival, which is in May of 2018. And then it just didn't get released until 2019. So like it was on my radar that whole year. And I was like, yeah, whenever it comes out, like assuming it would be like a summer release later that year. And then it just like never dropped. And then of course I moved and never got around to watching it. So it was fun to finally like cross it off the list. Um, after yeah. having been on there for several years. <laughs> Yay. I'm glad then. that's why I chose it. Just <laughs> Thank you. Good looking out. <laughs> um, yeah, what did so you guys I think of it? I hadn't heard of it at all. And then I watched it. So that's my story <laughs> yeah, and... of Fast Color. Yeah. I'm imagining like the beginning of like a Disney movie where like the, the tale open, like the big thick book opens to tell the story, but it's Tierney's story about watching Fast Color. Just, it's Tierney's story it about knowing of Fast Color. Yeah. <laughs> it's just opens. one page and it says, I heard about it and then I watched it. And then the book closes and it says the end. Magic. Yeah. Um, well, let's start. Matt, what did you think of it? It was your pick. Are you happy you chose it? I am. I'm glad I got to watch it. Um, and like I said, it reminded me of a lot of other movies that I really like. Um, I have some, like, critiques of it, obviously. I don't think it's a perfect movie. Um, there were a lot of things that I thought were cool. Uh, and a lot of things that are like, oh, yeah, because this is a low-budget indie movie. Mm-hmm. So, like, you've got you've to, gotta, like, get your wins where you can get them. Um but I did enjoy it. I think it reminded me of, like... I think that's that's part of it. It's, like, it reminded me of, like, uh, Midnight Special. Mm-hmm. Almost in similar ways to, I think, the shortcomings of Midnight Special. Mm-hmm. Um, where a lot of the power is on the mystery of the power... Or a lot of the story is about the mystery of the power. Or about trying to uh, not get caught. That, like, that's essentially the only like driving stakes of the movie um but i think it was cool and i thought the acting was really well done um i'm also a fan of david strathairn so he was a nice addition to this movie i was like oh, strathairn he's arrived um <laughs> but yeah he? i thought the cast was really good he's the um he's like the, the sheriff. sheriff oh yeah he looked familiar yeah he's been in a bunch of stuff but um, oh, he was in Nomadland, actually, mm-hmm. just last year. Um, yeah, but I really liked it. Uh, I'm interested to, like, talk through, I think, the things that I thought weren't fully developed or that I wish there might have been more of. But overall, I don't think it was a bad movie. Uh, I thought it was pretty well made. So what are what are your thoughts? Pretty much the same. I mean, I think part of it was, like, I think there's... It's not a very big cult, but I do think there's, like, a little bit of a cult around this movie where, like, people who like it, like, really like it. Um, And so, yeah, like, it's been on my radar for a while, and Gugu is, like, kind of blowing up right now. So I think a lot of people have been talking about, like, oh, yeah, you should check out this movie that she was in a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I had pretty high expectations for it. And, like, like you, I thought it was just, like, a good, well-made movie that definitely did not live up to those expectations or that level of hype. Um, but I, I thought, like, a lot... Like, it was entertaining all throughout. Like, I was I was invested in watching it. I, like, at no point was I like, okay, like, let's move... You know, like, I, I thought it was, like, a pretty easy and, like, 
pleasurable watch. There were a couple rough parts, but, like, for the most part, it was, like, pretty easygoing. Um, and I thought, like, it mostly just, like, looked really pretty. Um, mm-hmm. Especially, like, when the colors started appearing at the end. Got some, like, real 2001 vibes, which was pretty fun. <laughs> so, um, and yeah, I also had a similar reaction when... Because I had no idea, like, basically the only thing I knew about this movie was, again, the quote-unquote superhero and Gugu, and that was about it. And so when the sheriff first showed up, I was like, man, he looks really familiar, but you don't get, like, a close-up until his second scene. And I was like, oh, shit! <laughs> it's, it's my boy! So, so I also was very excited about that. <laughs> he, like, yeah. looks like he is basically, like, he's not actually playing the same character, but he looks like he's just playing the same character from No Man. He does. Land. Like, yeah. this is one of the jobs that he got, like, while he's, you know, moving <laughs> all around the country. So he was just, like, a sheriff in the middle of, like, the like the American Southwest, West-ish. Uh, yeah. Just, Do we know like, where was this a sheriff is or... supposed to take place? I don't, I don't know. know. I guess, like... I was thinking, like, Oklahoma-ish. That's what I was Would have been my guess. Uh, as well. But I also... So, some of the things... Okay, so I had different thoughts. I thought, oh. it's, I thought it started out really strong and lost momentum. Um, and direction that. as well. And then uh, there was a lot of... Like, the idea is really great, but there's no... There wasn't... No, isn't it? Isn't it? exaggeration there's not as much follow through follow through as i would have as i would have liked and to the point where um there were like whole like holes in the world if that makes sense and that was like Mm -hmm. i kept being like well how do they have food if they don't like how do they have cereal if they don't have water to go grow grains or like uh Mm. Or even just the, I assumed it was Oklahoma, and then when they were like, we don't have earthquakes around here, I'm like, there are earthquakes in Oklahoma all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, that sort of stuff, like, took me out of it. Um, but I did think the beginning was really strong. Um, but, it, like, I also thought it was, like, a horror movie for, like, the first 15 minutes. And I was like, guys, what have you done? <laughs> um, but, yeah, then I just thought it kind of, like, lost steam and direction i do agree that like the first act of the movie is like basically a like a completely different movie than the other Mm. two acts like she's like on the run and there's like some tension about like her escaping from somewhere or whatever you know like there's all this stuff and then like once you once she gets to her mom's house it's just like okay like you said, man, like, what's the tension here? Like, and like, yeah. you know that there's like the specter of the dude whose name I'm definitely not going to remember. Bill, I think his name was, um, yeah. who's like trying to track her down. Um, but even he wasn't that like, like fleshed out. Yeah, no, like, I, I feel like the, the first scene where he's introduced is really fascinating. Like where mm-hmm. they're just at the diner and like all that stuff I thought was like really effective. And then when he get like, she gets into his car and then he like you find out like oh shit he actually knows who she is he's trying to like take her in or whatever like all of that i thought was really effective and they did a really good job of like establishing him as a character up to that point but then after that he's like a complete afterthought for the rest of the movie like he pops up a couple times 
and like they bring in someone else. Yeah. Who, yeah, there's like who's a like higher question mark? Yeah, like I have no idea like what the connection between those two is, other than they presumably work together for the government or whatever. Like, I, yeah, I just I thought a lot of that stuff was like pretty weak, but I still enjoyed most of the stuff that was going on at the house. Although also, I will say that like I feel like it. I don't know. Did you guys like know that like? they were all related (laughs) yeah okay because like that i didn't find any of that like surprising at all like there were like two or three different times where ruth's character was just like she doesn't know well i'm your mom and it's like yeah yeah, i guess i kind of assumed that or like no that's what she says about the dad because the dad is a total stranger right yeah the the mom the characters don't i i'm just i get i yes i agree that the characters might not know that but like the way it was presented to us as the audience was like this is supposed to be shocking and at no point in any of those revelations was i like this is shocking i was like no this feels right all of these like pieces i was expecting them to to fall in to be honest when i first when we first meet Bo, i thought maybe uh she and ruth were married that was my first thought, and that they oh, had a kid, and she walked out on them. Mm, and that was kind of like a like more interesting storyline. <laughs> here's here's what I think it is. I think it's actually the writing isn't strong on the second half, and as a result, for me anyway, I felt like a lot of other aspects of the movie to where like some of the lines, it's like. You guys are doing the best with what you got, but like I wrote down one of them because I was like, "Oh, you just tied up many loose ends in one statement." The I'm sure you're wondering. After you left, I sold the body shop and became a sheriff. I was like, "What?" Yeah. And that's like he's doing the best he can with that line, but that line isn't a good line. Yeah. And so the, that's, I, that's I, where I, I feel like it. the writing falls apart, and so everything else kind of is like, what's happening? Yeah. yeah. I In the Wikipedia for the movie, the like it's like critically, it's like pretty well received with like this percentage, and they're like, most of the time the criticism comes around the writing. So yeah. like, going into it, I was kind of mindful of that. Uh, and I Could do think... warned us. <laughs> well, I mean, why should I... I'm kidding. Uh, but, like, the... There were two specific scenes that were, like, info dump exposition scenes, which I was like, this needs, like, if you're gonna be this mysterious and, like, obfuscate what's going on for the first, like, third of the movie, because we really don't exactly know what's going on, Mm -hmm. uh, then you can't drop all of the information at the first act turning point when they're at the kitchen table, and she's like this is what our powers do and like this is the rules of our powers and this is how it works and it's like oh this is too much information at once like you've got to you've got to start like easing it out but you probably should have started earlier so that like we get confirmation on details not just like all the information at once and then it happens again later like pretty shortly after that scene of where bill is talking to the, his boss, and he's like, don't you understand what she's capable of? She could change the world itself. She can shift tectonic plates that have never been moved. And it's like, okay, this is also a lot of information 
for one character at one moment to just drop on us as an audience. So, like, I think the the rollout of information was uh, very uneven uh, for, like, what we learned when. And I think part of it is, like, to speak to the revelations for characters where you're like, oh. Well, and I think it's also, like, <clears throat> I think the wow moment or, like, the the light bulb moment is when Bo meets the sheriff at the bleachers because we're like, oh, okay, they are talking to each other now. But then their conversation is like, oh, so they seem to have a relationship to Ruth. And then he shows up and then that information or actually then the mom gives that information to Ruth by being like, we had a signal and we would go to the bleachers. Then you're like, okay, then that's definitely her dad. And then Ruth is like, this is your grandfather. So it's like we're getting the same information three times and it's like less and less impactful each time almost to the point where it's like well yeah you have to say who this character is to this little girl but we don't have any sort of like it, it's not a moment for us to like be excited by because we've already learned the information twice before mm-hmm. very shortly <clears throat> before it's a bit um, sorry no, no, you go. Uh, I think it's also, like, you have that level of drama in the story, but then, like, the writing is much further below the level of drama, and so it ends up, like, being very soap opera-y to where you have, like, moments, like, in Chinatown where she's, she's like, I'm your mother and your sister. But, like, <laughs> that moment is, like, earned through the story, and so you're like, holy fuck, when it happens... Versus this is, like, the, I'm your mother and your sister. And it's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think anything is, like, said with a lot of... No, but it's, like... Urgency either. That level which of I think is part of, like, of, like... Right. This is supposed to flip if, the tables over, and it's kind of like, okay. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's just part of the stakes. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I, I want to approach this movie almost from the direction of the movies it's like. Okay. Because uh, I think it has a lot of interesting parallels to movies that have, like, either similar problems or, sim- or like, strengths uh, in those differences. So, like... The Room? I think this movie... <laughs> what? Nothing. <laughs> I was just making a mean joke. We'll edit it out. Keep going. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, the... Like, I think Looper is, like, a very similar movie to Fast Color. Yes. Um, specifically, it could even take place in the same world as Looper. Uh, this one and uh, the other one. Uh, so, like, the fact that disintegration is, like, part of it, of, mm. like, molecular di- total, like, dissolving, I was like, oh, that's kind of like Looper. Uh, they both take place, like, at a farmhouse far out in the middle of nowhere. That movie actually takes place in Oklahoma. This movie takes place in New Mexico. Um, so that is one difference. Did you, I look, thought it was did like, you look that up? or are you, like, It's a filming location. They only filmed in New Mexico. But I also was like, this seems like deeper Southwest. I thought it was Arizona when I was watching it. Or like somewhere. <laughs> well, it's hard to tell, too. I've spent like, the too whole... much time in Arizona. I knew it wasn't Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> the whole premise is that, like, this is 
uh, in a world like this is uh, like pre uh, Mad Max Fury Road Wasteland, but not like too pre. You know, like we're mm-hmm. on our way there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like, I feel like the fact that it all looked like dry and dusty didn't really clarify anything. That's true. It's like, I mean, in theory, everywhere would have looked somewhat similar to that. So that's also part of why I had a hard time. Although I guess I, I guess that could have been a choice too. Like, it could look. It's maybe it's New Mexico to look like anywhere in that world. So you're yeah, right. it could be anywhere. Maybe maybe it's Chicago. <laughs> maybe it's Rockford, Illinois. Do we want to um, Rockford? Maybe, but Chicago's part of the Great Lakes watershed, so we can talk about that later. <laughs> We won't, but uh, we will when it's time to talk about what my what I did this week. We won't. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I actually, bleh, I actually do think the water crisis backdrop was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I think like the things you're saying, like the like how is there cereal if there's no grain if there's no water. Uh, and I think those are the kind of things that it would have been nice to see fleshed out in this world. The way that, like, Interstellar has the scene of the baseball diamond where, like, it gets very dusty and they have to, like, put masks on. Those, like, showing the effects of how bad it is, I think besides just, like, everyone needs water would have been, like, better. Obviously, this is, like, a low-budget movie, but... But even, uh, like, that topic itself is, like, so rich for a visuals and b just the ways that it impacts your everyday life that i was kind of like ah you could have done so much and you could have done most of it on a low budget as well um because mm-hmm. you wouldn't really need special effects and stuff but that's where i was like it's really only just like washing themselves and drinking when you yeah. actually use water for so much more than that mm-hmm. yeah and by <laughs> i think like the the payoff being that she can make clouds and, like, cause rain is, like, kind of a big deal to preface with the extreme conditions that the world is in. Uh, a similar movie as well that I have always wanted to program but have, like, backed off choosing. But maybe I'll still choose it. I don't know. Is The Rover with Guy Pierce and Robert Pattinson similarly takes place in a pre-Mad Max but equally apocalyptic uh, desperate for water world but that one's in Australia so it's like pretty aggressively dry uh, <laughs> but that that and that world paints it as very like shit has gone south because water is at such a deficit and people are like savages to each other this Which is one probably what would happen. Oh, that's what I was totally. gonna say. I feel like that's a much more realistic version of because, like, I I feel the when she goes to the hotel towards the beginning of the movie and it's like thirty five dollars for the room, but then it's like twenty six dollars for half a thing of water, and you're just like, Jesus, water is expensive. Like, I, I thought that was like an interesting right. note, but at the same time, it's like it seems like it's fairly easy to procure water. Right. Like, yes, and it like, might be expensive, but, like, you can get it pretty easily. And, like, no matter where she goes, she's able to, like, track down some access to water. And nobody seems to be, like, that dire for it. And I was like, I feel like if it's been eight years since we've had, like, rain or whatever, <laughs> things would be a little bit more dire than this. <laughs> yeah. And, like, the rover 
is a pretty depressing movie. So, like, it's not the sure. same tone, <laughs> but it does, I think, appropriately show the truly apocalyptic qualities of a world without water or with scarce water, which... <laughs> see you soon <laughs> see you soon <laughs> um, so I think like if this had done more with that world to properly paint I think like the level of desperation that is making these scientists chase after her um, I think that would yeah. have raised the stakes because you never and I think, really know why they're chasing no. after her and they're never really that bad like, yes, they kidnap a little girl, and yes, they, like, try to inject Gugu in the beginning. And, like, those are obviously bad things. But between all that, we really don't see them do much as far as, like, how far they're willing to go to, like, get this experiment done. Which I think some maybe feeds to the ending. I mean, I'm kind of going all over the place. But, like, the fact that it, like, ties up pretty neatly with, like, no bloodshed <laughs> is, like, kind of interesting maybe positive but also i think that just like feeds to the stakes is it never feels like there's quite a climax it's just kind of like well even when their guns are gone they just stand there like yeah you yeah. think they'd like try and throw a punch or something which i think that's part of it though is like they're not that bad of characters like the obstacle in the the obstacles in this movie are not that hard to overcome mm-hmm. including Goo Goo overcoming, like, the reasons the seizures are so bad is, like, she's forget she forgot her daughter's face, and once she remembers that, she's, like, able to control her power. But, like, that moment is so quick that it's like, oh, I figured it out. And it's like, oh, but that's been your whole thing, is that you couldn't figure that out. Um, and I think I just wanted, like all three of them to use their powers at the same time or to have have some have one version of the power and another person have this version and it's like but together we can kind of do this thing and it never quite felt like it came together in that way which i think was disappointing so i can understand how i think the payoffs were kind of like limp is i think a strong word but like it it never really felt like it, like... Flaccid? Uh, Is flaccid a better word? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it just, like, never quite met what the setup was. Um, and not in, like, a... Ne- I don't think it was, like, in a way that made the movie bad, but I do think it was in a way that made the movie less than it probably could have achieved. And I think it does come down to the writing. I think the writing kind of stopped short of where it could yeah i also feel like the like the powers themselves were not really well established right which i think is like another larger issue that still comes back to writing but just like the lack of effective world building (laughs) because like so their power is that they can take something apart and like break it down on a molecular level Mm -hmm. and then put it back together in exactly the same exactly the same way but, like, they can't... If something breaks on its own, they can't fix it. Right? And then somehow Ruth is able to make rain. <laughs> like, it's, it's a pretty... Like pulling the molecules together? Right, yeah. yeah. It's like, what? 
how is this a thing? Like, I just... Yeah. <laughs> like... And I think it could have been... That is, like, just, like, writing more to get these ideas cohesive. Because, like, I don't know what the colors do. Yeah. Or what they are, necessarily. Besides, like, that you see it when you're in the flow of the power. But, like... Is that the energy giving you the power? Is that just the cosmic energy that you can see and interpret? But, like, what does the color have to do with the molecular redistribution? Like, how do those those two things marry? Yeah. It really... that's unclear. Yeah, it just feels like it was, like, the first draft of the script. And they were like, nah, we don't need rewrites. Like, we're good. We'll just just move forward with this one. It's like, I feel like maybe there could have been a notes phase at some point. Mm -hmm. Like, I will say the first time, like, so again, I knew that this was quote-unquote superhero, but I had no idea, like, what the powers were. And, I like, the first time you see, like, when Bo is just outside smoking that cigarette... And you just, like, see the cigarette fully disintegrate and then kind of, like, swirl around with, like, like the embers that are still lit. And, like, and then it kind of falls to the ground and then it comes back together. I was like, oh, that yeah. looks fucking dope. Like, especially considering this this feels like a micro indie budget movie, you know, mm-hmm. like. Um, and I felt like the, the special effects were, like, shockingly good for how small I imagine the budget for this movie was. It is not posted on Wikipedia what their budget was, but I feel like it's got to be a very small budget. Um, I feel like... I thought the... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, I was just... I, I thought that the special effects were better than I would have expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, like, great by any means, but, like, solid considering. Um, I was... Mine's, like, sort of a tangent. I feel like some of the... Uh, budget went to setting up a lot of shots that seemed superfluous <laughs> as well which the unfortunate part of that is that like because the writing wasn't strong enough like in the second half it kind of looks like it's like okay what's happening why am I seeing this in very slow motion yeah for what what, what, mo- no, what so moment mad. are you talking about? <laughs> no, but like, what moment are you talking about? That's uh, like there's just a lot motion. in the second half is when I noticed it the most, where it's like, just like really long takes of nothing. Like, I'm trying to. So I watched this a week ago, so I'm trying to think of an example. But it would, it'd be like, it'd be like a like a low shot of like the gr- like of a tire of the car, or like it's sure. it's meant to be like an artsy like yeah. mood building but if you don't have the story to go with it it's like what are we building what's happening yeah it definitely felt like they're trying to go for a vibe but i yeah. i don't know i was like not i didn't like i wasn't like not vibing with it but i wasn't like vibing super strongly with it if that makes sense yeah <clears throat> i think i felt almost more frustrated by the lack of information when they were withholding a lot of it of like but what what are we doing here or like but who is this person like who is David Strathairn for most of the movie and that was getting frustrating where I was like okay he's a cop who's investigating this scene 
but like why is it so important to him to find who left this car why is like a abandoned car that much of a big deal like yes it has some blood in it but like is this the most important thing besides the fact that like it's seeming that he wanted to like track down to see if it was Ruth but then it's also like that's a pretty big shot in the dark to assume that it's her um so there was like a lot of that where like characters there there was like scenes that didn't seem to connect I, I don't know it mostly yeah. seemed like they were withholding information until they gave it to you but then all of the previous stuff because they took so long to give you that information you like put the pieces together by that point which is kind of what you were saying even with like introducing each other to us like this is your mother this is your father right. this is my father um, but I think part of it was just, like, a lot of scenes that were just, like, waiting for things to happen. I don't think it was slow motion, but it was just, like, we would be at No, there's scene. slow, like, long takes, and the camera's just moving very slowly. I'll find some. But it was, like, <laughs> it's, it's, like, the feeling of what you're describing being, like, what? Like, give us some information coupled with, like, do I need to see this? <laughs> Yeah. Can you I just give me a... something visual that gives me information? <laughs> yeah. There was another moment where, like, you see the wall crack and the pipe burst and the, like, room filled with water. And then, like, the payoff to what that night, like, what that what memory is, is pretty shocking and sad and, like, understandable for why it would make Ruth react the way she did. Mm -hmm. But then the writing, again, the next scene, she's like, I would only think about the walls and the water and the, like, earthquake, but I forgot her face. And it was like, visually, you just showed us that. So we don't need a character to say that out loud again when you visually just told us as an audience exactly that information of, like, literally a wall and the water and the crack and her face. Like, you just showed us visually that information. Okay, I interpreted that scene, I must not have heard that line or something, but I thought it was like she couldn't control it because her daughter almost drowned. And it was yeah, so upsetting that's... to her that she, every time she tried to focus on something, she thought about the fact that she almost killed her daughter with her powers. That's right, yeah, you're right. Oh, then what's this business about her face? Because she, like, forgot what her daughter's face looked like because it had been so long. So now that she was, like, reconnecting with Lila, she, like, thought of that instead and oh. then was able to calm herself and control the power. But you're right that, like, the point is that that memory was what was throwing her off. And then when we're seeing her in the field, like, trying to control it, uh, Lila's face, like, is intercut with the memory so that she's like oh she's alive I didn't kill her like she's she's good I can actually be happy and like move forward now so that but then she like vis she tells us in the script that montage does that make am I making yeah, sense yeah no 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 so she says in the script it was because I couldn't remember her face no yeah. I, she, I mean she literally says like but I couldn't remember her face oh yeah that's so much more it's like very than it being like upset about the fact that you accidentally almost killed your daughter it would be way more I feel like of a reason 
to not be right. able to use th- your powers and be like, I can't remember her face. Well, I think the point is that, like, now that she can remember her, or now that she can see her face, that makes her guilt over almost killing her daughter go away. But why not say it, that? Right. I don't know. It's <laughs> That was, but, it, like, that line is so overt to explain exactly what what they showed us that it's like you're not trusting one the visuals or cutting that line and rewriting it so that you don't have to say in the script the visual information you just told us which i think is tough but or can be tough uh but it is like we as an audience are like yeah we know we got that information um it's probably still not as bad as i'm sure you're wondering In what? The uh, sheriff line. That, oh, right. The one that's oh, like, right. I'm sure you're wondering. Like, oh, come on. Um, Sorry. <laughs> I'm just being a brat over here. I'm sure you're wondering. <laughs> After I left. How did I get involved in this? Um, yeah, I think the power is unclear. Well, and I think... Yes, and I think that that just, like, makes a lot of the other, like, so if that is what their power is, is literally just, like, being able to take things down and put them back together, like, why are they on the government's radar at all? <laughs> like, like what, like, what about that? Well, I guess only she is. Only Ruth is. Because uh, yeah, she's shifting tectonic true. plates. But even is then... She? Well, that's, I guess the earthquakes are, like, uh, strong enough. But, like, how does a seizure that causes earthquakes, a la Charles Xavier, also allow clouds to be built? Or disintegration, a la Jean Grey. She's, like, both Storm and Charles Xavier and Jean Grey all in one character. But only from the X-Men movies. Only (laughs) exclusively from The Last Stand, where Jean disintegrates shit and Charles Xavier... Whatever. But, uh... Yeah. Why are they on the radar? It seems like only she is because she's, like, been running around the country shaking shit up. But, like, the mom isn't. Like, Bo is not and Lila's not on the radar. It's only when they realize that there's there's more family that they go after them. Yeah, but I I guess I still just don't, like... Are they ever really in danger? What does the government want with her? Like... And I think, yeah, that's, I think, like fundamental... Who fucking cares? Like, it's not like... Like, what... Like, what... Like, I understand in terms of, like, a public safety concern. Like, if she is causing these earthquakes that, like, clearly aren't, like, massive, but, like, are strong... Like, based... So the one that she has, like, in the hotel, she, like, calls the front desk woman and is like, get under some cover and hold your daughter and don't leave. But, like, clearly that, like, the earthquake was powerful enough that it was, like, shaking the hotel, but it wasn't so powerful that she, like... She wasn't like, get out of here. She was like, right. just stay where you are and chill for a bit and it'll be fine. So, like, what about yeah. these earthquakes is so... Which is an interesting like, decision to make when she almost killed her daughter from one. To be like, keep your baby there. 
Oh, true. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah, it is weird, too, that, like, yeah, to take it further, like, Charles Xavier in the movie Logan, which I also wrote down as a, a movie that is similar Fucking to this movie. <laughs> Logan's good. Uh, Logan but, is overrated. Logan's good. Uh, but, like, Charles that. Xavier in that, like, when he has these, like, mental earthquakes, everyone, like, is going to die if it goes on too long, and it, like, shakes shit up. Yeah. So that, like, is pretty aggressive where you're like, this is pretty dangerous. Somebody needs to probably get this under control. Where in this one, you're like, yeah, it's not that bad. Like, this isn't, this isn't that When I also, like, what is, what's this, like, what's her reach, right? Like. Yeah. Because, like, that, like, when it happens Are in the hotel. Aftershocks? Right, like, it, there's no, there's definitely no aftershocks unless she happens to not move and just has another one in the same place. But, like, when she, when she's in the hotel, it seems like nothing severely, like, there's shot, there are exterior shots of the hotel and it seems like nothing around was damaged. And, like, when, when she's like, in... If there's well, an earthquake underneath the hotel, it would be, like, flattened. Right, well, and, like, when yeah. she's, like, having... She has the seizure when she's, like, in the barn or whatever. And then it cuts to um, Bo and Lila in the house. And, like, the house is shaking, but it's not even... The house isn't even shaking enough that, like, stuff's falling off the walls. And, like, that yeah. house is, like, right next to that barn. So it's, like, I feel I get, I, I get like, if earthquakes are happening where they're not supposed to happen, like, in parts of the country where they're not supposed to happen, that would trigger some, like, oh, okay, we, we should investigate. I get all of that. But I just don't understand, like, why the government cares that much. Like, what are they going to use these powers for? Like, what's the end game of, like, getting her to, like, move some tectonic plates? Like, how does that solve any problems? Here's Here's my pitch. Though instead of earthquakes, I'm gonna say this up front. I think a lot of these like weird shortcomings are probably from the writing, but are also probably budgetary. Like oh sure, the, like what you can do instead of an earthquake, where you literally just like rattle the camera, yeah, and shake, just, shake, like, shake the thing. Shake the camera. Like <laughs> in reality, what actually should happen when she has these freakouts is that she should only do the deconstruction and not the rebuilding. And that should be the fundamental problem is that she's like, when she has these like seizures, it like sends out waves that like take chunks out of buildings, split cars in half, disintegrate humans, uh, postal boxes, disintegrate humans. That'd like, be fucked up. That'd be dope. That, like, <laughs> just like these pulsing waves that disintegrate parts of things. That's dangerous. That's wild. That's something that you'd probably want to study and would probably result in like studying if you study that subject killing them because like you have to figure out what are you doing but if it's just an earthquake that doesn't really go in line with the power and it doesn't feel like that's what you train out of where they're like you have to train to like control it it's like is that what these earthquakes are because they don't seem necessarily like the same thing yeah but you know what would make more sense yeah then then and the as this is going on i'm like the powers make absolutely zero sense. There's no through line to tie them all together. It would make more sense if her power was to take things apart and put them back together, and if she stuffed it inside herself, like, rain would be the thing that happens, not an earthquake. Makes more sense than it being an earthquake. Or you have Why some sort rain? Because it's, like, particles, and I don't know, they wash away and stuff. Or you have, like, destruction. I don't... I just... 
My brain hurts. <laughs> well, I think, I think like pulling stuff. I okay. So I think we're supposed to think when Lila's making wrenches out of whatever material she finds, not well, necessarily. No, she saw those wrenches built. in the shop, and then she stole my, them sh- because yeah, she so like when she was in the them. shop, she disintegrated them, then oh, brought the powder like I the see. powder home, and then because like she was very carefully like laying out the different. Like she must have like disintegrated them and then kept the like the disintegrated powders separated. The whole chase, she could have just disintegrated the scientist and put him in the like a box, and then he wouldn't be able to get her. Well, oh right. Also, I thought she busted up people when they took her in, because then in the cell she like flakes off dust and i was like is that part is that people dust (laughs) and no and i think like that it was like nice to not see like a lot of brutal gore and violence and instead have these characters like be reasonable with each other but i also think like movies you kind of need the stakes like we keep talking about and like the very fact that like lila can't disintegrate the door to get out until she can. But then, like, <laughs> she should be able to. Well, no, or, I'm like, just, at least I say, the like, lock. she tries, and it doesn't work. And then she tries again right. a little bit later, and it works. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, I thought Bo was doing that. Oh, uh, okay. I guess maybe. Because then Bo reconstructs the door Do you when know she goes into the station. Okay. The ending of this movie is, like, you know that scene with Doctor Strange and Tilda Swinton on the roof, and they're, like, fighting and stuff? The equivalent of this ending would be, like, if if Doctor Strange made, like, a circle and somehow swallowed Tilda Swinton's circle and she was just like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally the ending of this movie. (laughs) She was just like, alright. Good good talk. (laughs) And then a tornado came and ripped them all apart. Oh my Sorry. god. <laughs> Matt's just speechless. <laughs> I mean, I think, like. It's got I think. <laughs> I think this movie. I think it's, like, tough to do a low. Here's my thing. I think it's tough to do a low budget superpower movie. Mm-hmm. I think this falls into the same pitfalls that I think other low-budget superhero movies do where, like, they can't give you a lot, and so they give you what they can and that doesn't totally satisfy that craving. In a similar way, too, to I like, I like Unbreakable. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I also thought of Unbreakable when watching this movie. And that movie, like, the power is that he can't be harmed. Very easy to shoot. And his weakness is water. Also very easy to shoot. And, like, hard to make more interesting than what it is. And so, like, that movie, it's all about tone and about, like, the dangers of the world when you are discovered as being unbreakable. Like, the son, like, pointing a gun at his father, or, like, just, like, this general, like, interest in him and how he could be unhurt. And that's, I think, the tension in this is the powers that are the danger but the people after them are not that scary 
the actual like cat and mouse game which like looper another bruce willis movie uh just like uh fucking what was the one i just mentioned unbreakable unbreakable (laughs) bruce willis is in all these movies um but like in that movie too like looper the point is like he knows what his objective is and joseph gordon levitt is figuring it out with this family and then when all the pieces come together it's like oh i see um but like that one the tension is like bruce willis is on the way to kill this kid and in this movie it's like they're on their way to study them and don't seem to have a lot of firepower or people on the job literally they're like you lost her and he's like yeah but i'm the only one who asked for backup so where's backup and it's like yeah where is backup is this a big deal what are the stakes of this movie um (laughs) but if it's this movie doesn't like even regardless of budget this movie doesn't look like an action movie it's a drama but But and that's i think isn't there yeah and i think that's the problem is that you're it's one foot in each thing instead of which i think like take shelter is another movie that i thought of i thought of take shelter too and take shelter the the stakes are that you don't know if this is real or not but there seems to be something supernatural yeah. Yeah. That we watched for this podcast. Yeah. Uh, well. One of the last episodes from the last. This is Michael festival. Shannon, but, so I'm, pro- I'm pretty sure I, I didn't like it. Oh my God. What a bad take. <laughs> you monster. Um, but with that one, like, there's really. There's very few moments of, like, oh, yeah. special effects, Just but all the budget goes into the special effects, and really it's still about this family. And I think if more. If less had been given towards like we're scientists trying to find you and study this and more towards like the world is in a drought and the only way that this person will use their powers for good is if they can overcome their individual problems like mend a relationship with her mother mend the relationship with her daughter and then it feels like she can now do this thing that's kind of all we needed and then the stakes are just the family drama of this family coming together instead of like oh this sheriff that's been investigating is actually on our side which is like what side what is the war what is the battle that's happening and then for the end to be like i'm going to disintegrate your guns and i'll go with you and you should go take off and take care of your daughter like that is saying like this person is stepping in to like help her daughter have a better life now but it's so obfuscated by this like super the sci-fi stranger things kind of like lab thing instead of just being like about a family and about the mending of this relationship which i think is interesting and i think the moments between like we'll quickly do some positives because i feel like all we did was talk about (laughs) plot holes but like i think like the scenes between Bo and Ruth are really strong, and the scenes between Ruth and Lila are really strong, of just, like, these relationships and, like, who this family is and what they've had to, like, do for each other. But we, like, lose all that when trying to, like, circle this non-stakes, like, danger. Like, it's not until the end of the movie when they're like, people were following you and it's like yeah you probably would have said something if like i don't know 
Yeah. I do, to your point, I do think there's that one shot uh, where they're just, like, the three, like, Ruth, Lila, and Bo are just, like, doing their, like, morning routine. And it's just, mm-hmm. like, there's no dialogue. It reminded me, it's, like, it's similar to one of the scenes in that we talked about from Kramer versus Kramer, where mm-hmm. it's just, like, the camera's static, and it just you just see the whole kitchen, and each one of them is just kind of do it like Lila's like scooping up the cereal into like the serving bowl and and then Ruth comes in and she like grabs some stuff down from the cabinet and then Bo is like you know getting the water or doing whatever you know and like it was just I thought it was like really fun to see them just kind of like interact as a family um yeah and I I agree with you I think like that probably would have been enough for a low budget movie (laughs) Right? Like, like yeah. it's an indie movie. It can be about a, a family drama. Like most indie movies are. Like, right. Especially if that. the power, especially if the power is something so like gentle and visual as it is. It's not big, high octane action. It's literally like clouds of particles swirling in this very pretty pattern. But like, and real you can clouds. Do that. Don't forget real clouds. And real clouds. But like, it would be cool if that if like that was the whole thing was just like working on this like skill this like family skill almost making like the family trade perfecting this power and how they've used the powers like if their farm was flourishing and they live in the middle of nowhere so that they can have this flourishing farm and they already know how to do water but she knows how to do it better or something that would have been still like we see the benefit of what this is, but it is such a non-used and non-controlled power that it's just kind of like you could break a ball apart and they could put it back together. But what? And like they even say in the movie, like this is useless. This power is useless. And it's like, well, then it's also hard for us to feel a lot of stakes in like the importance of what they're doing. Yeah. Here's what I'll say. A couple last things. Ruth's <laughs> coat looks like a cape which was kind of a cool thing the same way that like an oh, unbreakable sure. his poncho is supposed to represent a cape and then later lila has a shirt on with just like this circle in the middle which is very like superman or like bat like these like crests in the middle of the uniform and i thought those touches were kind of cool to be like hinting at this like superhero type thing but also keeping it very like realistic and not doing that what if also that was just last coincidence well i don't you know who knows but <laughs> i'm saying that it was specific things that i called out and noted on my notes that i kept to remember things from the movie uh, and that's why I've are you saying that wow. i didn't do you want me to read my notes here <laughs> i've been gentle compared to what my notes were Uh-oh. <laughs> oh i did have the opening dialogue was really good uh i said she's so sus for what seems like no reason. <laughs> Earthquakes do happen in the prairie. Great idea, but falls flat. The drought seems hokey. It's a soap <laughs> opera. And then that quote. Mm. <laughs> the Oh, the answering machine was also very scary. Like, yeah. just a no answer answering machine. Always terrifying. Good touch. <laughs> but then it wasn't even something scary. It was a code. Which yeah. I just realized now that wasn't a scary moment. A lot of like misdirection for like not a lot of payoff. 
that's what I'll say. Yeah. Cool score, though. I did like the score. I thought the score was pretty, like... Who did the score? I don't know. But it was like... Rob Simonson. All right. Yeah. All right. Um... I guess that's all I have to say about the movie. I'm glad everyone enjoyed it so much. I, I didn't hate it. I thought it was, again, I thought it was, right. like, very well made, and it was, like, entertaining. I just, like, it definitely, like, I, th- I thought it was just really simple. I agree with And that. not, that, like, not that that's necessarily a bad thing. It's just, like, you could tell that they wanted to do more than that, and, like, when when the ambition was higher, but, like, they don't quite get there. It's just like, well, that's kind of a bummer. Yeah. I will say, I think, like, Midnight Special and this movie are, like, companion pieces. Oh, my God. In, in all the ways that they could be companion pieces. I I will follow that up by saying, uh, we left the theater for Midnight Special, and I was like, fuck that. And I, <laughs> and I finished watching the movie at my apartment, like, this movie at my apartment last night, and I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, like, I agree with you that they are very, very, very similar, but for whatever reason, one of them, like, actively pissed me off, and the other one, I was like, this is okay. I wish it would have been better, but, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. Um, let's go through the categories. I have one final thing to say. Uh, yeah. Do you guys know who wrote this movie, who was the co-writer on this movie? I know the director was a co-writer. Yeah, so, I mean, the director... Like, the, per- the woman who directed this movie co-wrote this movie mm-hmm. with her husband. I was going to say, was it her, her husband? husband? Is? No. Who Josh Horowitz. Oh, God. Jordan Horowitz. Do you know who Jordan Horowitz is? Yeah, I just went to his Wikipedia and it all makes sense now. Who's Jordan Horowitz? Uh, Jordan Horowitz is the dude who was on stage accepting the Oscar for La La Land and then had no. to say, just kidding... Moonlight one. L O L O L O L O L. L O L O L. So wait, this is one of the writers for La La Land. No, 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 He's a no, no. producer. So Jordan Horowitz is a producer of La La Land. Okay. And so he okay. was on stage, like accepting the award for Best Picture, and he's like, if you go and like rewatch that, or like Vanity mm-hmm. Fair has a, a awards themed podcast called Little Gold Men. And, like, part of their intro is they just have, like, sound bites from previous Oscar clips. <laughs> and they have a sound clip of, of Jordan Horowitz saying, Moonlight won. Like, this isn't a joke. Moonlight won. We didn't win. You know? So, like, that's that's the guy who co-wrote this Well, good this for movie. him. He's the one who made us all know. Uh, that's funny, though. That that's uh, It's weird that he's a producer for that and a writer for this. Yeah. So, I was looking at his uh, his filmography, and it looks like he started as a producer and then recently kind of moved into a producing slash co-writing role interesting uh he's he's co-written some other stuff i love all of his movies so much (laughs) uh he produced the girl the kids are all right oh that was a good movie that's a good movie i like that movie also, like, I like La La Land. I don't think La La Land should have won Best Picture, but I like La La Land. I don't think Land. it should have won, like, half of the awards that it won. And I will never forget that it beat Moana <laughs> for Best yeah, Original Oh, yeah, song. no, that's unforgivable. I'm not saying, like... That's the bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, like... I mean, La La Land's, like, an entertaining movie. I don't, like... For City of Stars, stars too. <laughs> just the most boring song. 
versus I am Moana. Yeah. Uh, he, Jordan Horowitz, also went to Northwestern. I saw that wow. too. Oh. Yeah. Look at that. All right. Um, would you guys hang out on this film set? Probably not. No. I think I would. He's just doing it to pick something else. <laughs> I think I would. I think I would. Why would you? I feel out? like it'd be a quick shoot. It doesn't feel like this was a long shoot. <laughs> they so shot for twenty-eight you wouldn't have, days. You wouldn't have to suffer for too long. Hmm. They shot this movie for a month. I don't understand how this movie took that long. I'm telling long. you, those takes were so long. <laughs> <laughs> it was like five whole seconds of a car. <laughs> Each setup. <laughs> Sorry, continue. I, yeah, it says the shoot lasted for 28 days, but maybe 21 of those days were like second unit. <laughs> Just doing random exteriors and inserts. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. It's Would okay, you? it's shorter than Nashville, so he's still not the worst. <laughs> This wow. movie is so much better than <laughs> Yeah, no, I was just making a joke. All right. What's uh what's uh the next category? Um tattoo ideas. Honestly, the swirls of color are pretty cool. Like, yeah. Especially because it's like particulates as a tattoo that might actually look kind of interesting. Yeah, I think it I don't know, it may be like pretty hard to pull off. Mm-hmm. You know, like Having right. like that, like those small of little dots, like spread, you know, I don't know, and like kind of spiraling around each other. Yeah. yeah. But if you could do it, that if you would could be get a, cool. yeah, if you could get a gif as a tattoo, <laughs> it seems like that would be the one. Just like the swirling. Like, <laughs> I, I I know I mentioned this earlier, but like when Ruth is like when she actually sees the color when she's driving, mm-hmm. looks fucking awesome. Except, yeah. like, and, and again, it reminded me of 2001, which is a movie I've been wanting to rewatch for a while. So I was like, all right, I guess I got to bump that up the list. But also, like, she's driving. And granted, it's like a random middle of nowhere highway, probably not a lot of traffic. But, like, the way the camera shoots it, where she, like, it's just like you're getting, like, her view of the road, like, through the windshield. But then there's all this color coming towards her. I was like, she definitely wouldn't be able to see a car if it was coming. <laughs> like, she would definitely get into an accident. Like, yeah. these colors seem more more problematic. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, that's... Oh, less- it's so beautiful. <laughs> get out of the way! Less of an issue if you're just, like, aimlessly floating through space. But, you know. Right. Um, uh, would you guys watch this on an airplane? Nah. Probably not. Yeah, I don't think so. Just doesn't really feel like a airplane. I mean, there's no, again, to the spirit of the question, there's nothing in this that would make me uncomfortable watching yeah. it on, a, on an airplane. There's no smut. I wish there Who's, was some smut. Who says it's just smut that makes people uncomfortable? Me. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, there's like very little violence, too. The one gunshot was so loud that I lowered my volume, and I was like, uh-oh. And then there was no gunshots uh, for the rest of the movie, and I was like, oh, okay. I well, didn't was, have to worry about that. That was really gnarly. There should have been, because she could that. disintegrate them and then have them reappear behind her. Mm-hmm. Would have been pretty cool. I don't yeah. even remember There were a lot of ways again. that you could have played with this power. 
Well, that one other thing that I will say that I just remembered, uh, they're making a TV show. Amazon. <gasps> Amazon's making a TV show. Oh. And Amazon, I mean, maybe they don't have any more money because they gave half a billion dollars to oh my eight episodes of a Lord of the Rings show. But like, so also um, they can move it to the UK anyway. <laughs> what a bunch of wasted money. Um, but yeah, so they are... They are making a show that's going to be presumably a continuation. Mm, so I, Which, I'm yeah. hopeful that maybe they'll play around a little bit more and do some of the stuff that like this hour and thirty ish minute movie didn't do. But like a TV like show a... on Amazon's budget, maybe could mm-hmm. dissolve everything. Yeah, um, t-shirt. This movie wasn't nominated for anything, and I'm okay yeah. with that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it. <laughs> I don't think it was gonna get any Oscar nominees, nominations. Um, so yeah, that's that's fast color, or oh uh, shit, that's all the categories. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we really flew that through those. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> not a lot. To, not much to say. Well, yeah. I feel like of all the categories, we mostly spend a lot of time bitching about how the Academy sucks. <laughs> right, <laughs> On this one, fair. we were like, nope. That all checks out. We're good. <laughs> yeah, I did think I do want to say Lorraine Toussaint, the the actress who plays Bo. Yeah, I thought was really good, and well, I, I thought all of the performances were really good. I agree. I thought the uh, little girl was also a very good actress. Like her facial expressions were very good, and like not typical precocious child acting. Yeah. Um, I, I do wish they were given more to work with, though. I think that is yeah. the ultimate failure of the movie, is, like, the, just the writing is not... They were good with not, what they had. Yeah. Yeah. Like, as actors, there wasn't a lot of that I'm sure that they went into every day with to be like, oh, I can't wait to, like, film this scene. Because a lot of it was just kind of, like, even keel. Everyone was calm. <laughs> like, everyone was pretty calm. Yeah. Uh, I thought, I mean, Gugu was great, and she's always great, yeah. and I'm really excited that she's just, like, blowing up right now. I know. She's so good in Loki. I, like, she's didn't phenomenal realize. phenomenal in Loki. <laughs> yeah, I took me a minute to realize that she's, that that was her. I, like, forgot that that's, she's Renslayer. <laughs> Is she low-key oh fantastic? Uh, she's high-key She's high-key fantastic. I'm looking at her filmography, and there's some, like, she was in Beauty and the Beast, I think she was... Oh, fuck, yeah. I think she was one of the, like, household objects that became a person right at the end, maybe. I, I think she might have been the duster. Yeah, that feels right. I barely remember that movie, other than Tierney not Same. knowing that movie. <laughs> other than Tierney turning to me in the third act going, Oh, the people are the furniture. I said the teacups are the townspeople, is what I said. Get it right, bitch. And I still don't really remember much about that movie. Oh boy! Um, she was also a, she had a banger twenty eighteen. She was in Fast Color. She was in A Wrinkle in Time. Worked with oh. Ava, Ava DuVernay, and then she was also in Cloverfield Paradox, which was another terrible movie we watched in our apartment. That is true. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. I do remember she was in that, uh, but that movie is not. That movie's not good, but she was good in it. Yeah. So. Agreed. <laughs> good we for, need to give good Gugu good material. That is like. Our mission should be to give Gugu some good material. Yeah, I support that. Yeah. 
Um, anyway, what have you guys been up to this week? It's been a little over a week since we. Uh... Oh, Gugu was nominated by the Chicago Film Critics Association as most promising performer mm-hmm. at one point in her career. Was it after Cloverfield? Yeah, <laughs> yep. It was for like, Cloverfield she can Paradox. Do that. <laughs> World is she can do anything. <laughs> um, you can go. You want to go, T? No, go ahead. Oh, well, I was oh. gonna say T's oh. T's got got some stuff that she wants to. Oh yeah, but I'm reclined Talk now, so it'll definitely be less fiery. But I can go ahead. Talk about invasive species. <laughs> um, so I watched Suicide Squad. Uh, oh, the, the new one. Yeah. Did and you also think that it was just okay? Well, I'd fun. never seen any of them before, and I thought Harley Quinn had a lot of fun, chaotic energy. I really enjoyed her. <laughs> yeah, God. <laughs> <laughs> I, if um, this is the first time you've ever had a Harley Quinn experience, I can see that. By now, I'm yeah, just so over Harley Quinn. <laughs> like, I think I am, like, too. But I also agree. Do not this care. Was... <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is the first I've seen of her. That's probably good. Um, I... I'm still reading slash almost done with the death and the life of the Great Lakes and I wanted to share two stories uh, one because it's relevant to what we discussed other way, but the the other one is uh, the, there's a ship this, this is just a funny story well funny but also kind of sad um, there's a ship that sank in Chicago in like the early 1920s because all ships have what's called a ballast and it's like you fill it with water now you fill it with water and that's balances the boat but you used to use like iron and there's this one ship the Eastland that was a bit tippy and it uh while they were loading it on it just rolled over and it was uh so just the ship sinking just rolled over in Chicago just tipped (laughs) uh but the thing that isn't as funny is that it a lot of people died like it was a deadlier (laughs) ship crash than the Titanic Oh, they talk shit. about the Eastland disaster a lot in Chicago. Do they really? I've never heard. There's of like in my signs life. and stuff that they talk about, <laughs> right. like the Eastland disaster and all the people that died. I've it's never only, heard of this. It's only because the they they like the ballasts weren't balanced because of like the people loading it on. And the reason they were talking about it in this book is that's how a lot of our invasive species come in now is through ballast water. And then the other one, so I'm in like the last section of the book right now, and they're talking about the future, and how at the the moment, you can't, uh, there's like a, there's the Great Lakes watershed is everything that feeds into the Great Lakes, and so you can't, your plumbing can't come from the Great Lakes if you live outside of the watershed, and so like if you live 50 miles east of Chicago you're not getting you're not drinking Lake Michigan anymore which is why you see all the water towers um but then like places have tried to run pipelines and that probably within our life they're gonna try and drain the Great Lakes so just really stressful about that right at the moment in fact Atlanta is one of I didn't know this it's one of the cities in the U.S. that is like most prone to drought because it's built on a ridge and so all the water runs down and none of it stays. Mm. Just another fun fact. So, you know, that might be a fight in our lifetime is uh, not draining yeah. the Great Lakes. Um, cool. And then... <laughs> cool stuff. I, Let's keep it going, everyone. <laughs> and then I watched uh, White Lotus. And... Did you, oh. you watched the whole thing? 
I wa- yeah, I watched it all in like two days. <laughs> same, same. <laughs> Can we just say, uh, Matt, have uh, you seen it, Armand or are, are you going to see it? I will probably watch it. Uh, the only thing I saw about it that actually did make me very intrigued was that somebody on Twitter posted improvisers, and then it was like the gif, the picture of Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the TV and yeah. once upon a time in Hollywood. Great meme. And it just said, "It's a Larand! It's a Larand! It's a Larand!" Which, like, <laughs> if you've taken improv classes, a Larand is a style where like character A and B meet, character B and C meet, character C and D meet, and then like it goes around so that like F and A meet so it's like eventually it cycles through the entire ring of people where they're all connected by the end which is very satisfying and interests me uh, about this series but Tierney you watched White Lotus what did you have to say? I did Uh, so just quick note uh, Armand's suits and outfits incredible top notch no notes Armand looked flawless the entire Armand is entire the fucking most show. beautiful I was like oh my <clears throat> god this man is beautiful uh, <laughs> that's note number one writing of the show which I guess would build off of what you're saying very good um, and it's probably like the best satire I've seen um, in a long time and uh, it also reminded me why I don't uh like hotels and also people <laughs> uh, to where I was like this is why I prefer like I don't know these people these sorts of people these like rich guests they're everywhere they're like in they're in your white lotus but they're also in like your holiday inn and I'm just like give people a break yeah um, everybody's pretty miserable in that show <laughs> no no one is redeemed like no one is not terrible um, like, of the guests, obviously. I feel like Quinn is not terrible. Quinn is the least terrible. But he, like... And it's only because he get. Oh, well, I... Well, this yeah, is I was so say. interesting. <laughs> I love this conversation. I, just, I literally almost just I know. Uh, But he does have the best trip. Like, I'm like, oh, if I were stuck here, I would be Quinn. Yeah. But uh, I also, like, just, like, grew up around people like that, and it's like too much all i'll say the, i don't those two like girls i know are like terrifying to my soul those two <laughs> girls are like awful it's <laughs> like terrible terrible shit and like the way that like i think it's like fairly early on i think in like the second episode maybe even the first when they're just like sitting at the pool and they have that conversation with rachel alexander denario's character it's just so brutal to watch um uh, Jennifer Coolidge is fantastic. She's yes. so fucking good in the show. Yeah. And uh, our girl, Natasha Rothwell from Insecure, yes. is also in White Lotus, mm-hmm. and she what... is phenomenal. When I said no, like, no one is good, it's like only the guests because I, yeah, like, yeah. she's a good person. Her character is a good person. Yeah. Matt, you should watch The White Lotus. It rules. And there is a thing that happens in the finale that is one of the funniest things I've seen in a very long time. <laughs> yeah. I will watch. <laughs> oh, that it, T? Yeah, that's it for me. That's it. Um, what did I do? I watched Fast Color. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> uh, I watched The Green Knight, 
Twice. In theaters. Uh, yeah, in theaters. And then uh, my roommates rented it, so we watched it again. And that movie's fucking cool. I think they, like, really do a great job of just making it cool. That, like, opening intro where it's like, Another tale, brave and bold. It's like, ah, oh, this shit's rocking. Give me all of this kind of weird shit, eight twenty four. Um, David Lowry, just I... keep making weird shit, man. Even if it yeah. doesn't like fully work for me, I'm glad that he's out there doing it. Like Ghost Story yeah. didn't really work, but I was like, you know what? Keep it going, man. Keep it Hannah, going. Hannah, uh, my roommate who rented <laughs> Green Knight, was like, I didn't realize it was David Lowry until afterwards, and she was like, we tried watching a Ghost Story. And we turned it off. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> before or after Rooney Mara ate an entire pie. And she was like, I think For the during. the first time ever. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, I think during. And I was like, did you see when she puked? And she's like, no, I think we turned it off before that. <laughs> she was like, but we were quickly like, oh, so is this movie just about people slowly walking into rooms and looking at things because that's not what we're in the mood for tonight <laughs> i was like yeah that checks out um so i watched that again what else oh i watched uh what if the new marvel animated series i thought the anim- i think the animation is like pretty spectacular um and yeah it's been fun so far the last episode the most recent episode is Chadwick Boseman's final performance I think, as Black Panther. I think he's going to be in a few more this season of What If. Oh, cool. Okay. I think I read that but, somewhere. <laughs> but he's, like, the main character of this one. Um, and, yeah, very sad because he's so good. I um, thought the second episode was much more effective than the first episode. Yeah. And the f- they're both... Re- it's both just retreading the movies but with new characters in but i feel like the first one didn't really change this, anything whereas this one this, like actually right. did play with the concept of a different character i agree because like, i totally agree with that. peggy and steve are basically the same person like they're both really mm-hmm. good people and they're like good-hearted and so it, like doesn't really change anything that she's the one who gets the super soldier serum like she still does all the same stuff whereas right. like and- t'challa is a very different character than peter quill and I right. really like that this episode actually played into what that would look like mm-hmm. on, like, a true character level. I agree with that. And, like, it does feel like there's a totally different meeting of characters by the end of it. Yeah. Whereas the first one, it's like, the Nazis are being fought by the good guys. Like, <laughs> the allied forces. It's the same thing. Uh, so I do agree with that. Um, uh, I've watched a couple Ted Lasso episodes but not not in order. Um, but I have enjoyed what I have watched, and it's been very fun. And I will watch more. Were you um, Were you aware of the, the discourse on Sunday? No. Yeah. Uh, well, we somebody posted like a Twitter thread about how Ted Lasso season two isn't good, <laughs> and ever and then it just like became a take that blew up on Twitter, and it was just like, just awful. It was so stupid. <laughs> like I, I do think that it's it's fair. Like, so I've been watching the show from the beginning. So I do think that there are some criticisms of the second season that are fair. But also, uh, we are five episodes into a 12-episode season. And to Mm -hmm. me, it is very clear that they have been laying groundwork in these first five episodes that will be paid off in the later episodes. And so, like, yes, it's annoying that we're watching it week to week. But that's how TV is structured. (laughs) Or at mm-hmm. least used to be structured. So, like, let's all chill with the takes about calling this show not good. 
while first of all, like it's still fun and it's still entertaining and it still makes me laugh. And second of all, like like there's stuff clearly happening underneath the surface that will come to a head. So like let's let it come to a head before we fire off our bad takes on Twitter. But LOL, as if anybody's like being smart about putting bad takes on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> and clearly I feel very I feel very strongly um, about Ted Lasso. Yeah. Um I think the only other thing I remember I definitely watched was Luca, the new Disney Oh, I watched Pixar that movie. too. Forgot it's, about that. Okay. Yeah. It's so cute. Uh, I thought it was very sweet, very relaxing. Um, I told I told Colin it's Wreck-It Ralph 2. It's the same story as Wreck-It Ralph 2, uh, if you've seen Wreck-It Ralph 2. But did find it enjoyable. Thought it could have been way more gay. Should have been. That movie should was have been barely way more gay. gay. <laughs> That movie was more about friends than it was about gay kids. And it should have been about gay kids. These two kids <laughs> being being in love. But you Did know. you cry when uh Yes. At the Guaranteed. end with the look at look in my eyes? I was like, do 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 so happy, so happy and then it's like look in my eyes and I was like, No, no <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know if I told you guys, but I was I, so I watched it with my sister and brother-in-law when it first came out on Disney Plus um, earlier this year. And for basically the entire movie, I was like, this is good. Like, it's it's definitely, like, mid-tier Pixar. But, like, it's good. It's well-made. It's cute. It's fun. It's entertaining. And then... So, like, I was not expecting it to emotionally destroy me. And then in the last five minutes, it just ruined me. <laughs> just, like, Silencio Bruno devastated me i was like fuck you pixar <laughs> you like lured me into a false sense of security by making it just like okay and then oh yeah uh but it was very cute and uh i think that's all i've watched that i care to talk about very nice i watched a decent amount of movies the week so it's been a little while since we recorded um and i watched a decent amount of movies I didn't. I thought Suicide Squad was just okay. Um, I thought Free Guy was really fun and a much better use of Taika Waititi. So you know, there's that. Uh, Taika Waititi was in two scenes in Suicide Squad, yeah. and one of them you could barely tell it was him, and he had no dialogue. And the other one, <laughs> he had one line of dialogue, and he was on screen for a total of thirty seconds. Like, don't fucking cast Taika and do him like that. It's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm so pissed. That's not my biggest problem with Suicide Squad, but it is a problem that I'm really mad about and I continue yeah. to be mad about. Um, I saw this movie called Nine Days, which I don't think I can necessarily recommend, but it was it premiered at Sundance in 2020 and got like pretty good reviews back then. <clears throat> and so I kept like waiting for it all last year, and whoever bought the distribution rights decided not to release it during COVID, so they put it out this year and I was like, Oh cool. This movie that I, that's been on my radar for over a year and a half, I can finally check out. And it like mostly doesn't work, but there's one scene in the middle that is so beautiful that it almost brought me to tears. And so I was like, Oh, okay. Like maybe this movie is something. And then it goes back to being not a thing, but that one scene was really, really powerful. Uh, again, I don't know if I can necessarily, recommend that movie but Winston Duke is in it and so like if you're you know trying to watch his whole filmography like <laughs> this is a thing that you'll do at some point uh, but mostly I've been watching TV lately so I binged the entire season of White Lotus was great would recommend 
And then I got super into Outer Banks, which is this trashy teen soap Netflix show. <laughs> it's like kind of like a cross between the Goonies and the OC, which if you know me is <laughs> extremely my shit. <laughs> But it's, uh, it's set in the Outer Banks uh, of North Carolina, and it's these, like, like poor kids who are going and, like, trying to find a treasure, but then they're going, like, they have to deal with, like, the rich kids in the community. It's so trashy. <laughs> I binged the entire first two seasons in, like, less than a week. <laughs> Good God. They're, like, ten episodes... I think, yeah, 10 episodes each. Most of them are around, like, 45 minutes. Uh, it's it's so stupid, but, like, exactly what I need right now. <laughs> I just, like, turn my brain off and just, like, go on this really dumb ride for a little while. So, yeah, if that's something that you're looking for, just some, like, dumb entertainment, mm-hmm. can't recommend that show highly enough. Uh, <laughs> very, very, very silly. Very, very fun. Very um, happy. Not have a not, not have a not vertation. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's like it's just really bad writing, like like really bad. Um, like a lot of the dialogue is pretty pretty rough. Uh, but if you can if you can get past that, it's it's pretty enjoyable. Um, and again, the Goonies meets the OC. <laughs> Can't go wrong. So. Mm-hmm. Would recommend if again if that's what you're looking for, it's it's hard to do better than, than Netflix binge. So, well, um, I'm finished. 